Yo, 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 it's your favorite DJ, Benny G in the house. <laughs> digital, digital, get down. And what's my DJ nickname? Episode 20. Can we just focus on that? Fine. Episode what a 20. Milestone. High five. And um, Heather's only been sick for like 18, 70% of them. I'm sorry again for my voice coming into you through your headphones. It is terrible again this week. I'll try my best not to be too scratchy. Um, for the intro, I have something very important to tell you. Okay. You know how concerned you were about all those Bank of America commercials? Yeah, maybe we should set the stage for people. There are these commercials that are like long-held grudges, and it's like two friends sitting in our best, like brothers or whatever, sitting next yeah. to each other and being like, you owe me from those concert tickets it's when like we were 12. venting about petty and then things. It's just like, October 17th, pay back your friends, in this like real creepy way. Mm. It is what you thought. It's some sort of weird Dumbass holiday that's holiday. payback a friend day. So I found it out. Yeah. Because I, I had heard about the email one from a different podcast where you're supposed to, there's one. one day, I think in April, when you're supposed to respond to an email that you should have responded to a long, long time oh, ago. Oh, I don't think I like that day. <laughs> um, and I figured this was similar. But who picks these random, is this like I'm Mean what? Girls date? Based on that campaign date? around it. I know you're still upset about the Mean Girls date. We were just watching it. We didn't get to that line, though, before no. we had to podcast. It's one line in a movie. You shouldn't base a holiday around it. It's October 4th. Oh, God. Um, Big news this week. What happened? I got tickets to Cursed Child. Yeah, that was an experience. Took years off my life, but it was probably not worth this. it. You, um, you, then I called it a musical, and for a second you were like, wait, is it a musical? It's not a musical. No, obviously <laughs> not. Well, you tricked me for a second. It's on Broadway. Okay. I've only ever seen musicals on Broadway. I've never seen a play on Broadway. So it's Harry Potter fan fiction on stage, blessed by J.K. Rowling. She wrote it. Did she, though? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Um, I'm probably not as excited about it as, as I should be, considering how much money I dropped on it. Mm. But it was very anxious, the whole ticket buying experience. We were on standby to get a code. Uh, I was on standby. I was a great husband. Yes. I registered for this cock- cockamamie thank, thing. Thank, did you just try to say cockamamie? Because yeah. it didn't come out right. Okay. Um, thank you for that. And then oh, you didn't okay. even get a ticket in the end because they were too no, expensive for us to get to. Yikes. Um, just typically the extended Harry Potter universe trying to suck all the money out of all the fans. Mm. Really? We need to pay for two Broadway shows. One Broadway show is enough. <sighs> um, what else happened this week? In less exciting news? Yeah. Yeah, that's the right tone of voice for what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. I watched Voltron season four. When did you sneak that in? It was like five episodes. Right. It was not good. Okay. They totally went in the most boring possible time, like version of this timeline mm-hmm. and had Shira just take over again as the leader when they were setting up this whole plot of Keith, my favorite, who they ruined in season three. I don't know if you call it season if there's like five episodes. Yeah. And then he just like ran away and swooped back in the end to save everybody. And... You didn't oh, feel fulfilled. No, I didn't. It was not great. You know what is also terrible? Um, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. I know like that's like the least trendy thing to say. I was just thinking that this morning. I was like, it's Saturday. Can we not watch SNL? Well, well, two things. We usually watch it on Sunday morning because it's on Saturday night. I know, but it pops in my head that today is Saturday. And I was almost going to use this as my good news that there's no new episode this week. Oh, there's not? 
My happy. plea is that for them to just go to an every other week format. And like no better. one, yeah, no one needs it every single week. And clearly, the sketch ideas don't come together. Like anytime they interview anyone who's been on SNL, they're like, "Oh, the week is so stressful. You have to have the sketch ideas by Tuesday, and then you have the the celebrity in on Wednesday." And it's like, take an extra week, figure out stuff that's actually funny. I just lately, I, I they had um, Gal Gadot, and then they yeah. had. Kumail Nanjiani, Nanjiani, shit, mm-hmm. I still can't say it, sorry Kumail, Kumail, mm. oh man, sorry bro. Moving on. Um, but I just felt like the roles they had for them were super stereotypical. Oh yeah. Like they had him, I, I, and I don't know how much of that is them supposed to be making fun of the stereotypes, yeah. but they had Gal Gadot be either like the dumb pretty girl or like the foreign chick yeah. for all of her skits, and Kumail Nanjiani mm. was like... The service worker Customer service, for half yeah. of them. Yeah. It made me yeah, a little Wonder Woman didn't have much uh, improv chops. I don't think she ever, no, ever did improv. No, probably not. But, mm-hmm. um, the other thing I watched this week what? that I finished finally is three years ago's Great British Bake Off. <laughs> you know what? I guess they're not really that timely. Like, not no, much not. changes in the world I of didn't get Joe. spoiled. I no. didn't get spoiled for the winner. Um, mm. The winner was my least favorite of the people that were left, but I'm okay with it. I did cry when the girl that I like, liked I watched an episode off, with though. you like three days ago, and there were like eight people left, so you must have watched a lot since then. Four episodes. Oh, okay. They get down to the final three, and then that's the last episode. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I cried so when this they... This is a growing millennial trend, though. What is? Female millennials loving British Bake Off on Netflix. What do you mean? Like, no one watched this show. Like, how long has the show been around for? No, it's just uh, Americans aren't keen into this Oh, thing. they're just catching on. We, I started, I watched one of the seasons when we first got to Australia I because of British TV. And then I'm trying to figure out what season that was, because on Netflix, it called this one season one. It was Ruby, that's but all I remember. Ruby, that was the name. I couldn't remember her yeah. name. I was picturing her face in my head. Mm-hmm. Netflix called this season one, but it was actually like the fifth version no, of it. No, you can't trust their it's labels. very confusing. Um, in book news... Yeah. I found a cool new discount bookstore. You did, yeah. I had a good find. Yeah. I got Eleanor Park, which We're I'm hoping... still unclear whether they're used books or not. I don't think these ones are used. Some of them are just like extra books, I think, and some of Probably them are used Probably typos books. in them or something. Maybe. I'm fine with that. Okay. So I found a copy of Eleanor Park that was signed, hardcover. Yeah, like it's not like you were digging through a chest and like you stumbled upon no, it. No, but you there was You paid extra because it was signed. Yeah, but it wasn't like in a special sign section. I was just looking in the yeah. email section. I was like, oh, cool, they have some Rainbow Rowell. And then I came, mm. it pulled out and it was signed. Nice. Um, and that's one that we have it on Kindle, but I don't count that as really owning it because it's, you can't see it on our bookshelf. So Okay. I want to do that one on the podcast sometimes. We have a slow week. We'll do it on our park and I'll reread it. Okay. Um, and I finally finished that book I was reading on my Kindle. That was taking me ages to yeah, get through. Yeah, you were being slow. And then I read two books in the last two days, which I know you're still mad about. Trucked out to the library for you, and, like, one of the books was done before I even took my shoes off. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, I had a long, drawn-out reading experience of the book prior to it, and these two were both, like, quick young adult books, and mm-hmm. I wasn't doing anything yesterday or the last two days, really. You do you, girl. So... They were both pretty good. I think okay. I'm going to force you to do one of them on the podcast. Okay, we'll see. All right, so do you want to jump into good news, bad news? Let's do it. It's good news and bad news, good news and bad news. What's your good news? You can start this week. Um. Oh, oh yeah, I have one more thing okay. to complain about. Okay, you usually have nothing to <clears throat> Amazon delivery. Yeah? Shipping. Two-day yeah. prime. 
for me, if it comes after 8 p.m., that's not the same thing as getting it delivered that day. When I was a young lad, you'd get packages delivered before 5 p.m. so that those postal and UPS workers could go home and also if you need have it, sex close with their wives. Close yeah, business. Yes. C-O-B. Right. That's probably more important than the other thing. But now Amazon's using all these couriers, which I think is just like like, uh, like they call an Uber driver from the warehouse and they're like, bring this to this guy, please. No, they're just sketchy courier services. I like the ones that deliver for Amazon. He's nice. Okay, but come before 8 p.m. Come on, let's go light the out. That, the guy that usually that usually comes with our stuff, he comes in the morning. Okay. So it must just be Amazon not getting into them till late. Okay. And there's like a special late night courier or something. Here's my tangent. Go. I still catch up on Australian news once in a while. You know my this phone's is still in Australian. So the I digital, just... digital, get down under show. Um, so a certain... Wait, is this your good news now? This is or bad this, news. Or this is your intro. No, that was, this is the, that was the segue. We're into bad what? news no, now. No, we're in good news. Follow the rules. I had a connection. Oh, yeah. It might be good news for you. It's up for debate. Okay, go ahead. A certain Australian burrito chain is going to pay Google to deliver said burritos via drone to people's homes. I would not get a burrito drone. A drone burrito. Drone burrito. <laughs> Drone, drone, no. Wow, you could be in marketing. (laughs) Um, So the Mexican food in Australia is... Which Mexican food was it? So it's Guzman y Gomez, which is actually probably the best one that I found in the end, but they were all terrible. Yeah. But I just can't imagine it being airlifted and that being a I'm worthwhile venture. I'm just picturing venture. your burrito just splashing on someone's car. Yeah. Or like in that Pitch Perfect where she's like, I've been hit! And she's got like a burrito <laughs> chucked at her. Yeah. That's what I'm picturing. There's no way that safely makes it to you. It's going to have like bugs on it. Ew, yeah, that's true. Is it inside a carrier case or is it just like Probably. a burrito under... I'm picturing like just like an eagle kind of drone just hooked onto it <laughs> and just flying it around. Huh. That probably would go better, actually, if you had an actual bird carry it. You think? Yes. What if you want it in a bowl or with chips on the side? That's going to get tricky. Yeah. Or you got a little thing of salsa and guac on the side. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Or okay. a drink. Where's your <laughs> beverage going? It's not going to work, is my, is my overall feeling. And there's no way that's cost-effective. That's what I don't get. Drones are expensive, and they break all the time. Yeah. Like, hire a courier service. Hello? That's why they have those horrible underpaid bikers. Yeah. Yeah. So that's So that's I think that's bad, bad news. news. Bad news is just the Mexican food in Australia in general, mm. but adding drones. Flying through the air. Yeah. Oh, look. Here comes my burrito. So do you want me to do my bad news then? You have your own little system oh, over here, so okay. you just do whatever. I'll well, describe the wine first. Yeah, go for it. Because I never do the wine talk. This is from Sonoma County. Is that California? Yes. It's fresh. There's citrus in it. This is why you don't do the wine thing, honey. Um, I thought that it was supposed to taste like goat cheese, but there's a it says pairing next to it. Oh, we already ate all the cheese. Okay, this is from 25, and 2015. A... Vintage Savignon Blanc. And what's the brand? Criterion. Criterion. Yeah, that one. 13% alcohol. First and the last time doing the wine. Put that down. Okay. So my bad news, I have one little bad news. It's a kind of a shared bad news. Oh, okay. I don't remember what his name is. Hayward? Uh, oh, Gordon Hayward, yeah. Yeah, don't Oof. watch the video. It Celtics, is a, the, the, well, the white guy. The summer. The white guy yeah. on the Celtics. He First play of the season, basically. Pretty much, first quarter, yeah. Um, just snapped his leg. Yeah. Just foot going the wrong way. Like, 
totally backwards, like a cartoon mm. character, except it did not bounce back. No. It was real bad. Yeah. You could see it. He fell on it, and his leg just went, uh, and just went the wrong way. And then they zoomed in on his foot, like, pointing backwards. Zoomed in. How could that cameraman knew be that holding it was the gonna camera? Anyways, don't watch the video, or do, uh, but preferably don't. Um, my real bad news. Yep. It's related to something I was just bugging you about, like, ten minutes ago. Huh. Could be anything. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Scam. Yeah. I love it. See about the American version of scam. Oh god, they're gonna ruin it. You you have no idea how much they're gonna ruin it. Guess what network? I'm putting quotes around the word network. CW. Nope. MTV. Times worse. Nope. VH1. There's quotes around network. Network. What's the worst? Netflix. What's the worst possible option? Um, CBS. Worse. Not really a network. Correct. Give me a hint. We've talked about it on the podcast before. How? Why are they moving into this venture? Apple? Worse. Facebook. Facebook oh, video. no. Facebook video. Facebook video is producing the American version of Scam. Okay. It's going to be terrible. I'm going to watch the like, original. Most American versions are just not as good as the original anyway. This one is not going to be as good as the original because they're just copycatting the original. Like, Isn't that safer? I guess, but they're not... They're trying to do the same exact characters that have already been done. Yeah. And they're trying to do the same kind of plots that don't make a lot of sense in American culture. Like, we'll get it when we watch it, but there's this whole focus on the Roos bus, which is like this graduation thing that all the graduating seniors do. But they get like in Norway right. where they get like a party bus and decorate it and theme it. And like, that's American a very like culture that. specific thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how that's going to translate properly to the U.S. Like, they need to make it something different. Like, I think if they just try and copy the exact same thing, it's not going to be good because it's just going to be a shitty copy and it's going to be on fucking Facebook. Zuck Zuck will probably be in it. Oh, Jesus. He'll probably be the title fucking character. That's probably part of it. Mr. Scam. (laughs) Scam means, like, shame or something like that in Norwegian. Okay. Um, Is there anywhere to watch it legally yet? Hmm, that might be a Un- requirement before uh, I begin. Undecided for the sake of this recording. <laughs> um, I can kind of see why Facebook wanted to pick it up. Because, as I tried to explain to you a couple different times, yeah. it was meant to be seen the same time it was happening. As if you were there. So, like, they didn't have one time per week that they showed it for 45 minutes. Right. They had, like, a 10-minute clip on Monday afternoon because it was the character's Monday afternoon. And then they had yeah, you're like living 10-minute it with clip them. on Thursday. Yeah. You're supposed to be. And then they also had Instagram posts and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So Facebook is going to try to integrate that. So I can so, see oh why they would think it's a good idea, but they're wrong. Okay. It's a bad idea. Um, so that was my bad news for sure. Um, do you want to do your good news or are you just going to break off onto your own again? Oh, my God. I'm not that... That risque of a podcast host. I'm pretty much under control. Okay. Doris. A little lady named Doris. She, Doris Burke. Is that her last name? Yeah. She is the, one of the NBA announcers on ESPN. Okay. And she's now been like promoted to like, not like lead announcer, but she's on like the lead team now. And she's elderly? No, she's a female is the amazing part. Oh, I thought you were, well, I think you said this little old. Lady, did you want to say that? Oh, yeah, she's nice. Okay. Um, so the biggest thing is that she is the uh, 
analyzer, not the play-by-play person. So she's actually doing the more sporty kind of thing, yeah. the less broadcasty kind of exactly. thing. Exactly, that's, what, that's what I'm trying to say. This was on ESPN. She's on the ESPN network. So Have she's they addressed be... Jamel Hill, and that uh, she got suspended. They suspended her, yeah. Oof. So, anyways, Doris Burke will be doing like playoffs and stuff now, and she's like legit. So I thought that was good news for my feminist sisters out there. Okay. I want you to get me that shirt that says my second favorite F word is feminist. Yeah, I don't that's think funny. that's family-friendly. No, I definitely couldn't wear it to work with the children, but... Um, I'm going to break the script a little bit. I forgot I wanted to add this. I think there should Well, you can be only like flip the script, but you go ahead and try to break it. Special <laughs> segment of, like, things that made Heather cry this week. Things that made Heather cry this week! <laughs> sure. You should be a composer. Mm. Um, and you can always just assume that any Ellen video I watch makes yeah. me cry. <laughs> I, like, I just listen to my wife wa- watching things on her on her phone. It's either Ellen or it's, like, household videos of, like, just inside of people's homes. No, or it's just cats that need homes. Or cats and we can't in homes, home yeah. No, this was the one that you were like, are you okay? Yeah. That family in California, they had to leave their home because the wildfires were coming and their dog ran away and they couldn't find it. And they came back to check on their home and their dog was there and it, it was, was alive. Has the dog been on Ellen yet? No. Um. But maybe it will be and I'll cry again. And they'll get $50,000 check on my dog for I'm Skechers. Shutterfly no. <laughs> Shutter this week. Keep up. Shutter, does that mean they have to spend it all at Shutterfly? <laughs> oh my god, no. Oh. Shutterfly just donates it so Ellen can yell Shutterfly. Oh! Um, so that was kind of my good news is this family found their You're dog, Izzy. Okay, yeah. um, I have a couple little good news. It's not a huge good news. Um... The Hispanic Federation that we mentioned in the other podcast, they've raised $14 million. Wow. And they've got donations from all 50 states plus 23 different countries. So we've cured the world of hurricanes in the future. No, they're They're going to need billions and billions of dollars to fix Puerto Rico. But Mm. I thought it was nice how much people are donating their time and money. That's very good. My voice sounds terrible. I'm so sorry. So our podcast... Led that charge. Yes, definitely. All of our 14 million listeners. Um, one dollar from each of you makes a difference. <laughs> makes $3. <laughs> um, and two of them are ours. Um, the other possible good news. I've yeah. never cared about the royal baby before. America. Oh, she's having way too many. America fought to be free from caring about the royal baby. That was it's what true. the Revolutionary War was about. Yeah. Fact. Um, Watch Hamilton. But... It could be on my birthday. Oh, yeah? It's due in April. And my birthday's at the end of March. I mean, you're really not supposed to care after the first one, correct? Well, it's the air and the spare, and now there's the spare spare. Spare's air? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. Um, mm. So it could be on my birthday. Okay. That would be thrilling for everyone <laughs> in this house. Well, people would care about my birthday, even if it wasn't for me. And then I could have some more more exciting Someone than Someone else had your... Oh. Peyton fucking Manning. Mm. Peyton Manning. Nation. It could have been worse. Could have been Eli. your side. Could've I drank Eli. wine at the perfect time for this episode. Could have been Eli. Um, They're not twins, no. Sheldon Cooper has my birthday, though. Sheldon Cooper or Jim Parsons? Jim Parsons. I oh. can't remember his name real fast like that. Jim That's Parsons. Okay. So I'm going to focus on that and not on Peyton fucking Manning. Okay. All right, so we have some kind of, like, dark 
ones to talk about today. Not super uplifting content today. So let's do an ad first. Oh yeah, so I have finally reached Red Diamond status on Book Digits, and I just did my 500th book review on Book Digits. You did. You surpassed it. I did. So my name is obviously Remus Lupin on Book Digits, so if you want to go have a look at my ratings. And upvote or downvote, whatever you feel. Or upvote. Yeah. So Book Digits, B-O-O-K-D-I-G-I-T-S dot com. That sounds so bad in my voice this week. You can make your own account, track your reading goal, which I don't want to talk about because I'm very behind on mine. Yeah. Uh, track your to-read list. 2017 is just slipping through our hands right slipping now. Slipping away. Yeah. So. It's great, though. You can get recommendations personalized based on other books you've loved and or hated. And it will tell you what books are coming up from authors you loved and or hated. Mm-hmm. And what if you started a series like five years ago and you never picked up book two, we'll remind you about that. Yeah, I'm terrible with that. Yeah. So, should we talk about books first then? So, how the children love the books. Children love the books. Mm. Um, so, we mentioned this before, but we are having a little bit of a backlog of some content mm-hmm. because we had some saved up. So... This book is a book I read a while ago. It's my favorite book cover of all time, probably. It's a really good book cover. So we're going to have to buy it on hardcover sometime just because I like the book cover. It's this beautiful, it's this beautiful stripes, multicolored stripes on the front with this kind of cartoon um, Japanese girl. Yeah. Um, So the book is called A Tale for the Time Being by Ruth Ozeki. Yeah. Um, I read it a couple years ago, so I'm a little rusty on it, but... Um, I remember really liking it and being surprised that I like it. It's very literary for me, I think. Very. And it's also, um, like when I was doing the themes for my book digits review, I remember thinking, wow, if I had looked at these themes, I wouldn't have like picked this book up, but I really enjoyed it. It's one of the, like, I'm just looking at the book digits page right now. It's one of the most spread out ones I've seen. The top tag is 15%. There's 10 tags all around the same level. I'll just shout them out. Bullying. Family, Buddhism, parallel universe, depression, suicide, meaning of life, drama, World War II, Japanese culture. What yeah. an eclectic mix. And, like, if you ask me, like, do you want to read more books that combine Buddhism and World War II? And bullying. And bullying and um, metaphysics. Yeah. I would have been like, meh, that doesn't really sound like it's my jam. But I really enjoyed it. So you know it's a good book when, like, despite the um, face value themes and topics. hmm you still, like, really, really enjoy it and, like, want to learn more about those things. Yeah. Came out in 2013. That's probably when I, I read it when it was fairly new. So I probably read it four years ago. Three yeah. three or four years ago. Hmm. Um, and you just read it recently because it was part I of did. the year. Was this one of the ones that you actually liked when I recommended to you? What did you give yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I gave it an A-. Matched your grade. High five. That never uh, happens. I read, it, I read it in Bali. So it is a miracle that there is a book that we both enjoyed. Yeah, let me check and our, get the same grade. This might be the only one in history because that that's something you can do grade. on book digits. Can you do it on multi? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we both gave an A to the art of fielding, Chad Harbach. We mm-hmm. both gave an A minus to Water for Elephants, which I think we would Ooh, both probably, rethink yeah, now. That was a both ago. gave an A minus to Lexicon. Both gave an A minus to Tail for the time being. We, we continued a match for. One day, we both gave a oh, C+. Plus. I, oh, I was going to say that. Surely and that's where it. our perfect matches end. So, pretty much there are few literary books that aren't terrible that I've liked. Okay. That you have also liked. Correct. So, um, do you want to jump in with it? First of all, I thought sure. you were going to hate this book for one reason Why? alone. 
one of the footnotes is something yeah. that we argue oh. about all the time. I would never have guessed that a footnote of Schrodinger's cat yeah, would, set it would me be a off. book that you'd give an A. No, this, okay. So I need to, I need to step <laughs> back and po- unpack. We've definitely talked about this in the podcast already. I think already. I've just groaned about it. Okay, I don't think we've go gone for into it. it. I'll drink my wine over So here. much pop culture now just mentions Schrodinger's cat as like a trope for like a one episode thing just because they're run, they've run out of ideas. And they're like, ooh, physics, and just throw in Schrodinger's yeah. cat. And they basically just present it as if there's something out there that that you're not looking at, then you can't tell whether it's happening or not happening. It could go either way. Yeah. It could go either way. It's oh, Schrodinger's cat. Yes. Yeah, so just create... like, oh, it's Rosemary's Baby, like if you have a hard choice or whatever. Sophie's Choice. Sophie's Choice. That's the one. What's Rosemary's Baby? <laughs> That's not the <laughs> No, I've never seen any of these movies. <laughs> um, so Schrodinger's cat... The thing that was great about this book is, first of all, the footnote leads to a note at the end of the book, mm-hmm. which actually explains Schrodinger's cat. Properly. I have no issues with you, Schrodinger. You were on point, as you, Heather, have explained to me. Okay, let's step back one more step. <laughs> Schrodinger's cat, there's a cat in a box with some radioactive thing. That can and, go off at any time. And according to pop culture, that means the cat is both dead or and alive at the very same time, because until you can't you see the it. cat. Until you look at it. Now, as you explained to me, Schrodinger was kind of pointing out how dumb this was. Obviously, a cat, cat cannot be alive and dead at the same time. But this experiment has something to do with physics and neutrons and, and radioactive string theory. Sure. But anyways, this book dabbled in that a little bit, but basically it got tied into the plot because there's one central plot, which is a... Is she a writer? What's her job? Oh, uh, yeah, she's an author in, like, the Pacific Northwest, right? Um, off of Alaska, I think. Oh, okay. She's, like, in the middle of nowhere, anyways. Yeah. And so she, there is a a diary that washes up That's on sure. the beach that she finds, and it's a diary written, unknown of when it was written, by a schoolgirl in Japan mm-hmm. um, who's being bullied and having a rough time and contemplating suicide. Ooh. While her father is also having a rough time and contemplating suicide. Multiple times, but he's very bad at suicide, which is where it gets kind of its dark humor from. Yeah. So the Schrodinger's cat, to tie it back into that, is that the diary that she picks up is not static. It, do- it doesn't stay the same. Right, this is kind of where some of the metaphysical aspects come yeah, in. Yeah, some of... magical realism a little bit. I was, I read, just a little small aside, we're mm. so far away from the point of this at yeah. the moment. I read something on Twitter saying that you shouldn't use magical realism for books that are not um, Latin American because magical realism was kind of birthed by Latin American authors as escapism from all the terrible like fascist regimes and stuff that were and communism and people disappearing and stuff in South America. So it was kind of birthed as like their, it came out of their struggle and okay. their suffering. I'm fine with that. I kind of so hate, hate it as a label yeah, anyways. I don't know how accurate this is, but I was reading an interesting thread or blog post or something saying that it's really inaccurate to just assign anything that has kind of some sort of magical element yeah. in an otherwise realistic story and call it magical realism because mm-hmm. it's kind of like um, appropriation or like um, it's misassigning mis- that phrase that really applies more to Latin American, um, certain Latin American culture that came from a certain time period. Right. Thank you for that interlude. Anyways, I try to be cautious of those things. Like, I know we talked about on a side on a previous podcast, on a previous podcast about spirit animal and how yeah. that's really offensive to native cultures and you're not really meant to use spirit animal just as flippantly as people do like in memes and stuff. 
Unless Parks and Rec had really funny. But that was kind of taking the piss anyway. Mm. Like, that wasn't... As a viewer, you were watching it going, he should not be using that term for Ben Wyatt drunk off blueberry wine right yeah. now. Like, I don't think it was right, like, right, right. yes, it's seriously, we're our spirit sure. animals. It was ridiculous. Like, it was okay. meant to be. Anyways. So to recap, the cat is the diary. <laughs> the and author is lady. This, is the author or the... I thought the girl was the diary, because you don't know if she's dead or alive. The girl that right. wrote the diary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both cats. <laughs> Everyone's cats. So, yeah. Everybody, the author in the wilderness does not. Everybody wants to be a cat. You're going to knock over your one. No? Um, you I've never earlier. seen a wrist. Is this Aristocats? Yes. I've never seen it. Okay. We'll do, we're going to watch that sometime. Um, I drank the wine so, way too early this week. I'm sorry, yeah. guys. So, the issue is, is that the person reading the diary does not know what happens to the girl in Japan. She's the cat. She could be alive, she could be dead. Until she gets to the end of the diary, she won't know. And really, if it's a diary written by her, she won't know if she's dead or alive. And there's the additional caveat of there was a tsunami, and that's why things have been washing up. So even if she um, doesn't decide to kill herself, or doesn't get bullied, or did she die in that natural disaster? So the person's reading it, getting really attached to it, but as you said, it the journal seems to be changing. Like it, she she can't read past a certain point until it fills itself in right. and stuff like that. Because that's one almost plot hole in the book. It's like it it takes place over like months or something, and it's like hello, just read the whole diary in one day. Like you'll find out what happens. Okay. But this kind of magical mystical element comes into play, so she can't do that. Um. So it ties into World War Two as well because mm-hmm. there is a big. A theme of like depression and suicide and um, bringing your family shame and yeah. I suppose just especially big in Asian cultures and Japanese culture yeah. of kind of if you can't support your family then it's more honorable to kill yourself which yeah. is not true please don't do that but um, I so there's also a World War II storyline because a relative of the girl writing the diary was a kamikaze pilot mm-hmm. and that's kind of where that idea comes from is you know it's more honorable to kill yourself for a cause than to keep on living with no purpose. Right. Um, so it ties in World War II there. It also ties in a lot of Buddhism because the, the girl writing the diary kind of mm. keeps herself alive because she has this amazing grandmother. I'm such a sucker for wise old grandmas and grandpas and books and things. Yeah. Yeah. The grandma in Mulan is my favorite. Yeah. Um, so that's the most interesting plot, I think, is yeah. the grandmother and kind of her life and... Um, yeah, I learned a lot about Buddhism and mm-hmm. World War Two and um, Japanese culture, and I think I would have appreciated it a little bit more after living in Australia because there's so much sure. more Asian influence there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was some interesting. I think I would be interested to reread it anyways because she talks a lot about like she. So the main character was an American girl. Basically, she grew up in America, and mm-hmm. then after the dot com bubble. Her family had to move back to Japan. Is that what happened? Like, your yeah. dad lost his business or something? Yeah. Um, so she talked a lot about kind of being um, back in her own homeland, but not feeling at home there, mm-hmm. which I think we've experienced a little bit lately. Sure. Went to dinner today, and the portion of food... Oh, gosh. You got Minnesota Thai food, and it was like... Like, enough to feed an entire family on yeah. one plate, and it was like $12. <laughs> and, like, even just going to Target and trying to pick out Halloween candy, I had, like, an existential crisis just <laughs> looking at the aisles. Like, America's very overwhelming. So I'd be interested to read it again um, from that context as well. Cause I remember the girl talking in the diary a lot about mm-hmm. like she gets a lot of the reason she gets bullied. Thank God we're not in high school anymore, but a lot of the reason she gets bullied is because she 
looks Japanese, but she doesn't speak the language very well, and she hasn't right. actually grown up there or lived there, so she doesn't know much about it. You were a sexy band geek. You did not have to worry about being bullied. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, I would give it a read. It's got that dual, dual timeline kind of thing, and... And I'm shocked. I still, I don't, I don't know how to pick books for you. I keep thinking no. that I do and I don't because I read the first page of this book and I was like, I'm gonna hate it. It's gonna be all about time traveling and Schrodinger's cat and physics, yeah. and string theory, and and by the end, I was like, oh, I want it to be more mystical and more magical. See, I thought you were gonna like it until like three quarters through, where you realized the journal's doing weird shit and the oh, timelines no, are converging and stuff. Love the ending. Shocked that you liked it. So it. I don't know. I don't know what to do with you and yeah. your literary taste anymore. Yeah. But I would very much recommend it. I don't even want to say if you like this or if you like that because I don't think I would have rec- uh, read it if someone recommended it based on those things. If you want a really good book, pick up this book. And yeah. a, and a really a uh, book that you'll feel happy to carry around because it's got a really pretty cover. So even if you're going to get on Do Kindle, it. you should American really cover. Get. Yeah, usually Australian covers are better, but this mm. is one where the American cover, I would definitely get the American cover. All right. We're on track for under an hour. We can do it. All right. We got to do our intro to our movie slash TV. Go ahead. Do, start do, it. Do, 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 so it's, many people are tuning out after that. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. They're like, oh god, they're gonna do it again and they just shut it off. Mm. Um is ties in with World War Two. Um ties in with things that we experienced a little while ago and don't remember that well. Yep. Dunkirk. That was the last Did you movie. Ever, had you ever heard the word Dunkirk before the movie came out? Probably not. Well I had no idea. I did take European history. Yeah. So maybe. I, took I don't AP remember Euro. them covering. You they cover that? That was a long time ago. Okay. I don't remember. I don't know if they Ten talk years about, ago, I don't know if they I'm talk so about old. the battles that that the Allies lost. Yeah, but those can be if they're significant. Mm. I don't know. I never learned about like Anzac Day until I was in Australia. True, but I guess Australia is not really European history. Anyway, so we're going to talk about Dunkirk. It was the last movie we saw in Australia. Yep. It was fact. after my free IMAX thing had run out, so we actually had to pay for it. Mm. Um. Such first world problems we're talking about today. Uh, My Amazon no. packages don't come in until after 8 p.m. Occasionally we have to pay, pay to go for to a movies. movie. Although movie theaters are so cheap here. Holy moly. Oh my god. Um, so we saw Dunkirk back in Australia, so it's been a little while. Yeah. Um, we saw it with our lovely friends Jen and Steven. Woo! And. Um, Steven was a, drunk for it, though. He might he not He was drunk. It. Oh, I wish I was drunk. I might have liked it more. I don't think so. I probably would have cried, actually. It would have made me weep. Yeah. Um, so, if anyone has been, like, living under a rock, yeah. Dunkirk is a movie about a famous loss, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, they had to evacuate all of these Evacuation, soldiers yeah. because they lo- were losing ground. And yeah. the... Wait, was it in World War One or World War Two? World War Two. Are you sure? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, because they were... Wonder Woman was World War One. Okay, that's what I'm getting confused about. Yeah. Um, I did take European history and regular history. And Clearly. I'm confused sometimes. Clearly. Um, so they were basically backed up onto the beach because yeah. the front was, was getting closer to them. Yeah. And you're giving me a face. That's what it's called. <laughs> um, so they had to somehow evacuate all these troops. And the... Not enough ships, not, not enough, enough ships, planes, not, not enough planes, not enough anything to evacuate them. So they had to have some of the citizens from a local um, British, 
British town. It was across the channel, yeah. Across the channel? The, from France to, Brit- to uh, the UK. I don't remember. Right, so it's France, but the British. Well, the German in French. Yeah. How far is the, the German cha- in how France? How far is the channel? You can swim the channel, mm. but not with, like, a gun right. in, in military gear. Yeah. Um, I don't know how far it is. Miles. Yeah. But it's not that, that long. It's um, probably kilometers in Europe, but... It's, it's, <laughs> yes. Um, so they had to have people from across the shore um, come over with their personal, like, civilian boats to try yeah. and pick up these soldiers. So they were only picking up, like, 10 and 12 at a time yeah. while getting bombed by the German... Um... Bombardiers. <laughs> bomb, 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 bombardier. Um, so the movie was... Um, by Christopher Nolan. By Christopher Nolan. It was pretty interesting looking back on it because... You feel very, like, distressed from the battle and the war and for all the, the soldiers, but there's not, like, it's not very gory compared to some other it's, war movies that we've seen. My biggest takeaway was, PG, wait, right? it's PG-13. Oh, PG-13. Right. There's no real blood it's PG-13 on screen. PG-13 for, like, scary sequences and intense situations yeah. or whatever. There's not, like, people, like, losing limbs and spurting no. blood everywhere and no. getting decapitated and all of that. No. Like, it, he does a very good job of conveying, like, the horrors of war and the stress and the anxiety of it without having people just like gratuitous blood yeah. loss and dismemberment. Um, I was confused about the three timelines. I know you're going to say that I talk through movies anyways. You do. But it's very challenging to watch a movie with you. But the three sorry. timeline thing, it was basically like Inception and Saving Private Ryan or something I haven't combined. Seen Saving Private Ryan. You've never seen Saving Private Ryan. I don't like war movies. We talked about this four times, but no, I haven't. Um,. So yeah, basically it felt a lot like Inception, like at the points where like they're trying to like drop each other into each timeline. Right, where they're in the snow, but also in the room, but also in the car. And the bus is falling. The bus, yeah. Yeah. Because in this one, it's not very clear. The whole thing is kind of muddled on purpose. None of the characters have names. You don't really know what's going on. But the three timelines are ground. Tom Hardy in a plane. And what's the middle one? The boat. Yeah. So there's a the, mm. there's Tom Hardy in a in a plane, which is the shortest timeline. It takes place over two. Or is it three hours or two? Where are all the numbers? Three, uh, I think. I thought it was two. I think it's three. Okay, so a couple of hours for Tom Hardy in a plane. Yeah, and then it's a couple of days for the boat. Um, uh, it can't be. Yes, it is. Boat wasn't out there for three days. To get there and back. I think it was the soldiers for three minutes? days. Was it minutes? Three, okay. Eight minutes, eight hours, eight days? I think it was more like that. Minutes, hours, days. You keep talking. I'll look it up. So there were three timelines. One of them was the shortest timeline that was like minutes, probably. Yeah. Or hours. It had to be hours. I was called a deception. What's it called? Dunkirk. Um, So the plane one takes place over hours. It's basically one tank of fuel or one one dogfight in the air. Yeah. The boat one takes place over a longer period of time, like hours or days. Um, and that is focused on a couple of civilians that come, that bring their personal like fishing boat or whatever across the channel to try and save some of the, um, some of the British soldiers. And then the soldiers on the beach, including Harry Styles, yeah. that one takes the longest. It's like You days, didn't believe me about. Days or weeks. I pointed down the trailer to you. No, I, no. Yes. Revisionist history. Yes. I said Harry Styles is in this movie, and you said, no way. And I said, watch, here coming up in the trailer. And, and you went, that's Google. him. Um, one of us pointed out to the other that Harry Styles was in the movie. So the soldiers on the shore take the longest time period, because they were there for, like, days to weeks. Okay, there's fucking pop-up <laughs> ads. Um, so there's three different timelines, but it's not very clear. It kind of just says, like, three hours, three minutes, three days, whatever. 
Um, so it's a little bit unclear about what it is. So I had to go, what are they talking about in the theater, which he hates when I do, but I have things to say. Um, so he had to clarify that a little bit for me. So that was a bit confusing. And there were a couple people afterwards. It is weekday hour. Told you. It's one though, apparently. Okay. Then one hour, one day and one week. That makes sense. That makes a little more sense. Um, yeah. I wish we had looked this up before I started seeing this <laughs> Um, so my least favorite thing about it, I would say, yeah. is that random, like, kind of developmentally challenged kid that that dies. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> well, I just didn't understand the point of him dying. Yeah, he was supposed to be like this really, like, almost heroic character. Like, he just jumps on the boat. Like, he's just like, I want to do the right thing, and he wants yeah. to help, and he's, like, kind of, like, and like oh, he's dead. He's dead. Just hit his head on, on the boat. Well, the, they pick up a guy that... That fucking guy from Inception. Like, Christopher oh. Nolan hires all the same actors for yeah, all his movies. Yeah, just get over it. Stop sucking that guy's dick and hire someone else. Um, so this guy, like, he has PTSD, and he doesn't want to go back into the battle. He wants to leave the battle, so he ends up shoving this... Um, special kid and he falls and hits his head and dies just I thought like he was going to turn dies. out to be like a undercover German spy or something but no, no he, he just was just PTSD and he just, just died chilling in the water it didn't I, it didn't seem to add a lot to the plot for me it seemed a bit mystifying no your least favorite was mm-hmm. the whole airplane scene never seen Top Gun so I can't talk about airplane movies we're gonna do that sometime on this podcast but there's not much you can do with a pilot setup. And all you could hear is, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. You could hear I really, I really needed closed captions in this movie. Yeah. But it's basically like shot inside the cockpit, shot of the plane outside, shot inside the cockpit, now a shot of him trying to shoot at someone else. Yeah. There's just not much you can add and to it. And then you it. always have that shaky cam kind of thing. Yeah. Of like, oh no, am I hit? Am I not hit? Yeah. And, and there's always someone that gets hit and goes down and yep. they have to keep going. Is he dead or is he just down? Is he in the water? Can someone save him? And then he ends up like a POW at the end of it or get ki- gets killed. Oh uh, yeah. he get, Well, yeah, we're giving away everything. Well, if people haven't seen it, they probably don't want to see it. Yeah. And they're probably not going to see it after our description of it. This is just riveting. Um. So my overall takeaway is... Sure, it was a good movie, but a uh-huh. war movie is a war movie. Like I said, the same thing after Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. But I'm never going to be like, wow, that's the best movie ever. I don't enjoy war movies. And I know you're not supposed to like be like, ooh, yay, clapping and stuff. Like you're not supposed to like be like entertained by it, you know? Yeah. But I've never been into war Hamilton movies. Hamilton is a war movie. It's not a movie. If Hamilton was a movie, you wouldn't love it? I don't know. Go, see, I just freaking blew know. your mind. Um, Did you cringe at the war scenes in Hamilton? Or no, it's okay because they're singing and dancing. We won, we won, we won, we won. Uh, but it's very, a little bit removed from the Guts actual battle. And, ships. and so the balance shifts. Um, so there's, I feel like there's so many TV shows this year uh-huh. that are just like, Steel Team 6! Yeah. Like, there's literally 12. And I just, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. It's not fun for me to watch. You watched Zero Dark Thirty. Because yeah, you, you wanted to. Mm. <laughs> and because Chris Pratt was in it. Okay. Um, they're just not they're just not enjoyable for me to watch. Okay, favorite war movie, favorite Christopher Nolan movie. Go. Uh Wonder Woman and Inception. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wonder Woman, okay. Flags of Our Fathers. Uh, I enjoy Pearl that Harbor. One. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Um Favorite War movie. I don't know if I have one. Thin Red Line? Never seen that. I don't know what that is. I don't is. know if I've actually seen that one. Forrest Gump? <laughs> <laughs> it's got a lot oh. of war in it. Oh, boy. Um, Top Gun? 
Pearl Harbor? Hmm. I don't think Top Gun counts. What? Hmm. I don't know. What's your favorite war movie? Hmm. Uh, Call of Duty? The game? <laughs> we need to move on, I think. Anyways, point being, it was a pretty solid movie for what it was, but I yeah. didn't come out of it being like, damn, that was a good movie. I came out of it being like, wow, that was a war movie. Hmm. What was your... I know you liked it more than I did. What was your takeaway? I'm thinking back to all World War II movies now. Um, the terrible Benedict Cumberbatch being... Um, Benedict Arnold. No. <laughs> That's a Revolutionary War. I knew that. that the the Turing Test. Turing. Oh, yeah. That was definitely uh, a war movie. Invent- the... The, lo- the inventors... God, this is a terrible podcast. We started the one way too early this week. What was that the movie called? Liar's Invention. The... No. Imitation Game. Imitation Game. The Liar's Invention. Imitation Game. No one died in that one? Um, he dies. No, he gets... Like, off screen. He gets yelled at for being gay. Uh, castrated, I believe. Chemically castrated in a painful way. Yeah. Uh, favorite war movie? Valkyrie, where they try to kill Didn't Hitler? I see that. Uh, Band of Brothers, the didn't see that. the series you've never seen. Inglorious Bastards didn't see that. So, uh, yeah, I saw Inglorious Bastards. Didn't see that. Um, what other war movies have I even watched? See Braveheart. I guess that counts. It's <laughs> a long fucking movie. Um, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let's tie this up. You got any upcoming things? I, All, I just have one note. I heard people talking about the John Green book this week, and I really think that the the synopsis that the publishers put out is just, like, a joke. Because what people are talking about does not line up at all. Okay, what are people talking about? What's the what's It's the like hubbub? a book about anxiety. And, and OCD. How, it's very personal and to And OCD. It's, it literally took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> and it's, yeah, so we'll see. And as a John Green impersonator, how do you feel about oh my that? God. <laughs> We should have gone to his book signing just so you could get a side-by-side picture and I make you bring your glasses just for the vacation. Um, I was have been so excited about Tamara Pierce's new book, mm-hmm. The Tempest and Slaughter, which is Numeris' book. Now, and is she alive or someone like her daughter's no, writing no, it for her? No, 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 Jesus Christ, knock on wood. She's alive. <laughs> She's alive and kicking and making Tumblr posts. She's married to Philip Pullman. No, no. You ship them. Her husband's name is Tim. You ship them. Um, No, I don't. My wonderful friend Elizabeth, who I live vicariously through when she goes to cons and things. um, Conventions for those people out there who don't know. Um, She got me an ARC, Advanced Reader, copy of it. (sighs) And I'm really excited about it because it's not supposed to come out until February. And those were like my favorite books growing up. So, but... Like, kind of hidden amongst all that about the new yeah. Numer book, there is a spy's guide to Tortal, which is kind of like a Tortal encyclopedia kind of thing. Yeah. Which, for those of you who don't know or skipped that podcast of ours because you didn't know what we were talking about, quite a number of her series are set in this universe, and the land is called Tortal, the country that they're in. Um, Ruled by Gary, the fat guy. No, Gary's the advisor. <laughs> um, and depending on which series, they're not ruled by the same person. It takes over a long timeline. Okay. So... Yeah, I'm excited about that. It would be a good addition to my Tamara Pierce uh, shelf on the bookshelf. Um, Netflix. I know we hate Netflix, uh-huh. but every week I have something else. So do you see who's going to be Hamlet in the Netflix thing? Of Dustin from Stranger Things. <laughs> no. Just Whedon. Just kidding. Riz Ahmed. Okay. And Hamlet was like my favorite Shakespeare thing that we read, I think. You're dark. 
I didn't like Macbeth. That's too dark for me. Romeo and Juliet is overdone. So much Hamilton this week. Um, I liked Hamlet. Okay. And it's also The Lion King, which doesn't hurt. What was the other thing we watched that was Lion King? Oh, we can't talk about it yet. Oh, we're going to save that for a different one. We've been saving up some movies from this week. I want to be like you. Um, So Riz Ahmed as Hamlet. I'd see that. I hope it's like a movie and not like a fucking 10-hour miniseries, but it'll probably be a 10-hour miniseries. Probably. Um... There's a new CW show coming Netflix out. Netflix is going to spend more than $5 billion on original content Ugh. this year. Whatever. Think that's a wise investment? No, I don't. Um, my girl Gina Rodriguez. Yeah, you, as you say, occasionally you like her. She's your girl now? I like her. I don't always like her shows, but I like her. <laughs> okay. Um, she's coming out with a couple new shows. One of them's called Illegal, and it's about immigrants in America, which is yeah. very timely. Okay. And one of them's called Femme. Okay. And it's about... Women in America. Women very in America. Timely. Yeah. So I would be interested in watching that. And as we've said, I, I kind of have a gap in my life for some sort of ridiculous CW show. Mm-hmm. So I think this could fill that yeah. niche very nicely. Um, and a couple... Uh, <laughs> for those of you who can't see this, which is all of you, Ben is trying to eat the wine stem right now. We started this one way too early this week. So Ow, two different animal... That's what she said. Two different, <laughs> you might have to cut that. <laughs> Two different animal-related things. Um, Jane Goodall, human. What? Yes, but she is a, a biologist, yeah. a zoologist. Yeah. They're coming out with a documentary called Jane, and I did a report on her once. I saw Rest her. In peace. She's alive. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Stop trying to kill people that I love. Um, there's going to be a documentary about her. Uh-huh. I'd like to be her as Halloween. I'd like to be her as Halloween. <laughs> Fuck. I'd like to be for her for Halloween one year. Um, I I met her. When I waited state? in a very long line at the Providence Zoo. With who? Give a shout Roger out. Roger Williams Zoo with Ethan. Are you there, Ethan? Was it you? <laughs> Ethan and Asha, maybe? Definitely Asha. No, Ethan and Emma. Anyway, you told me to shout people out. So I waited a very long line, like literally hours long. Was what Marty was that Joe accent? Young there? Hours long. Was Marty Joe Young there? No, it was like two seconds of meeting her. She signed my book of hers. And it's on the bookshelf? It's like two seconds. It is on the bookshelf. Oh, okay. What? You don't believe me? I know. It's on the bookshelf. Um, so she's really amazing. Um, she was kind of a pioneer of animal biology and animal behavior research, especially as a woman at the time that she was doing a lot of her research. Um, so I'd love to see that documentary and learn a little bit more about her. Okay. And... The Irwins are coming back to Animal Planet. To Animal Planet? Yeah, that's what... Bindi and little... Robert. Little Robbie? And um, Terry is the mom. Mm Mm-hmm. So they're coming back to Animal Planet. That's where Crocodile Hunter was originally on with Steve Irwin. That's when you say rest in peace and he's actually (laughs) dead. (laughs) I thought you wanted me to say crikey. (laughs) No. Um, So they're coming back to Animal Planet. And Robert Irwin is so cute. And we saw him in person. On a scooter. On a scooter. He's very good at the On racer scooter. scooter. Um, so I'm excited for that too. Okay. So we keep it under an hour? It's under an hour. Under an hour. It's There's a about sloppy eight minutes of good mess. content. A sloppy mess. I'm sorry about the sloppy mess. If you want to follow us when we're a little bit less wine drunk, mm-hmm. my Twitter is Heather324. Yeah. You can follow me on Instagram too. You can. There's nothing really about this podcast, but I post cool pictures. Three, two, four, Heather on Instagram, just to mix it up. Mix it up. And at DD Get Down, I'm just on there 24 7. Oh, yeah, do you even know the password? Uh, no. 
if you want to find any of these links, I'll do my best to post them on Twitter over the next couple days. Um, otherwise, we will see you guys next week. Digital, digital, get down, get down. Thank you.